Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Pete, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody! Let's go, friends. You all, everybody! You all, everybody! Acting like it's stupid people when it's expensive I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together... Nice, as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love Where you. We have to go back! Hey, everybody, we are back! We had to go back, and we're back. Welcome back to another edition of We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. Um, episode 13, we're officially on the back half of season one. Uh, more than halfway now. Uh, inching ever so closely. So, you guys yeah, know me. Definitely Woo! inching all up into the back half. Of yes, that. and believe it. What a more exciting sure. time than a <laughs> Boone and uh, Shannon centric episode. I know Whoa. how excited you guys are. With me, the great Fuge. What's happening, fellas? Das. Oh, yeah, baby. And our virgin Keith. And I have a question. Like, how, how many times do I get to go in the back door before I'm no longer a virgin? Oh, man. <laughs> You're going to be a virgin all the way, man. You will... it, it depends on what goes over the threshold, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Ah, <laughs> uh, So how exciting was it that we got a Boone-centric episode? Let me ask you, Fuge. Who... I got a Booner watching this. <laughs> who do you hate more? Who do you hate more, Boone or Shannon? Oh, it, it's without question, Shannon. Uh, okay, okay. Boone is um, so. Th- this is where the word tolerance really comes into play, and I think people misunderstand the word tolerance. Um, tolerance doesn't mean that I have to love something or cheer for it or march in its parade. Tolerance just means that I won't fuck with it if I see it in the street. <laughs> I tolerate Boone. I fucking hate him. But, like, I'm not going to punch him if I see him walking down the road. Shannon, I will hit with the club until she gets detached <laughs> retinas. And then that's just, like, for fun. <laughs> You'll sledgehammer her like Donkey Kong. Shannon. What was that? You'll take a sledgehammer to her like Donkey Kong. Oh, God. It would be fantastic. Just batter her kneecaps until she bends like a jellyfish. Like, it, it just... Speaking of fantastic, I have finally found my Lost Encyclopedia. The official Lost Encyclopedia. Look at how gorgeous that thing is. It is huge. It is huge. And I love this design. This was what they used for the final season. If you guys have never seen the Lost Encyclopedia, um, I think this is the DVD cover and the poster. But it essentially has... Every single character from Lost. So a lot of people. I do not see fifty-two people or however. Every main character. If you if you name a main <laughs> character, people that left us early and people that lasted the whole time. Look at that. You know that is down there. That's the dog. What's his name? Winston. Is that the dog? I don't even know the dog's name. 
Uh, I don't know. He's got a better agent than Claire. <laughs> he does. Claire's right there. Oh, uh, Doggy did get a little more close to the center, so I, you know. And uh, oh, look at that! That's Shannon. And where's Boone? The Boone man's got all oh, there's Boone on the end. The Booner. Very exciting. They all made it. Vincent, that's the name of the. I like that dog. Booner's gonna stick. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so I'm excited. Now what we can reference that. And whoever I was that you, Keith, that mentioned, did you look up hot blue striped shirt girl? Because that is, gosh darn it, that's the first thing I did when I found it, and I couldn't find. It. I was honestly, I was just kind of looking for um, a real name or like a name of the character. I thought maybe they'd give her a name in that, but unfortunately. I couldn't thought find it'd be it. like a like a you know blue sexy blue striped shirt girl equals Sally. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking I, for. There's not going to be a, your Rosetta Stone for that. No, no. Oh, I, I even looked up uh, Steve and Scott, and they weren't in there either. So, oh, so wow. It's it seems like a very selective encyclopedia. <laughs> that thing's pretty darn huge for a six season TV show. A lot of pictures. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Forward by Damon and Carlton. Stuff or what is it about? Not really. Is it basically like the same thing I would look up on a website? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is it basically the version of the Wikipedia page? Yeah. Oh, I was right. It does have a lot of pictures. I was fucking around, but. Yep. Everything this is great, great, great podcast too. Yes. Yeah, it makes great radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into let's this. In let's jump Watch into read this. a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are at episode thirteen, the first episode in the second half of the first season. Um, it aired on January twelfth, which was. Oh, one week after the other one. It was directed by Rob Holcomb, who made his uh, directorial, lost directorial debut on this episode. Uh, it was co-written by Carlton Cuse and Javier Grillo Markswatch. And I see his name every week in the credits, and it wasn't until the commentary that I figured out how to pronounce it. And I spelled it out. Javier Grillo Mark's watch. Um, and this, uh, was his third episode. He also, so far he wrote house of the rising sun, which was the sin and John, sin and John, Jin and son. And then he also wrote all the best cowboys, which was two episodes ago. This is actually the first episode written by Carl co-written by Carlton Cues. So he's making his first actual writing. And and I did put this in my notes. Carlton would go on to write over 30 episodes, all of them co-written. So he never wrote any by himself. All of them co-written with Damon, except this one, and then one from season three. So the majority of his work was done with Damon. And as we go through, you'll see that for the most part, every single important episode of this show was co-written by Damon and Carlton. I think they kind of took over that. So 
That's where we are with here. Let's uh, run down some of the other stats. The cast, of course, once again, Emily DeRaven was neither billed nor in this episode. Um, the agent. <laughs> and I did notice uh, Daniel Day Kim was in this episode, and I actually went back through the notes. This was the first time. So this is episode 13. This is the first episode he appeared in since episode 10, where he was just in the background, didn't have any lines or anything. The last episode that actually had him as part of a storyline or had lines, episode eight. So uh, Jin has been gone for a while on the show. I wonder yeah, if there's... He got billing every single time. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Claire. Um, so, uh, as far as, uh, as other people, the guest stars, um, Charles Michure was Brian, who of course was Shannon's boyfriend. Um, the only guest star in this episode co-stars, which of course are billed in the end credits. You got Malcolm, who was the cop, uh, played by Adam Ledbetter or beater. And then Boone's girlfriend, uh, Nicole was her build name, uh, played by actress Kelly Rice. Uncredited, but according to wait, the... Wait, did anyone else think, like, at first when they were walking up the stairs from tennis with his arm around her, like, oh, he's got his arm around Shannon like that? Like, no one holds their sister like that. Like, they're definitely <laughs> funny. And then oh, it wasn't her. Oh, like, I, if I, I, that's I mean, all this relationship went. <laughs> More on yeah. that later. And of course, I love that the lost Wikipedia under the uncredited section build Vincent played by Madison, the dog. Gotta love it. Um, Claire got really hosed, huh? Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, the dog gets a credit. Well, no, no, no. The dog is listed (laughs) as uncredited. But it appeared appeared in the background. So you know what? There's there was a point that, in fact, until we started doing the show, I didn't realize that Shannon or I'm sorry that uh, Claire was only billed in the episodes that she appeared in. Um, but I rem- remember the I don't know if it was the last time I watched it or whatever, but I remember a certain point where Claire stopped, like where I noticed that she wasn't being billed, but I guess it happened the whole time. So I didn't know that that was, I th- in my mind, that was a new thing that happened. Like after a certain point where they Claire, they stopped billing her, but she would still appear when she'd be in the episode. So what, like they got in a fight with her and were like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I guess I, I never noticed it, but, uh, so here's another thing that I never noticed. And in fact, uh, when we mentioned, when I mentioned this last week, I don't know if it was off air or not, but uh, I said, yeah, this is a Boone and Shannon centric episode. You know, technically, I noticed this being billed as a Boone centric episode. And, you know, I honestly agree. It's a Boone centric episode. It's not really a Boone and Shannon centric episode. I don't know, Daz, do you, do you agree with that? Would you call this a Boone centric episode or a Boone and Shannon episode? This is a, a Boone centered episode for sure. Right. And it's only yeah. with Shannon in it because he's a part of her flashbacks. Yeah. In very it's typical lost fashion, the female is just a vehicle to tell the male story. So, you yeah, know, right. And this goes back to what, we were talking about earlier as the females are MacGuffins for the males. But the the, the gin and, good example of that. 
the Jin and Sun episode, I wouldn't say that's a Jin episode. I would say that's a Jin and Sun or probably more of a Sun and Jin. You might be able, you might get away with calling it just a Sun episode. I, let me, I want to, I'm curious to see uh, what and they it, call that. If they, maybe, they, but it was apparently very forgettable because I forgot it existed. You know what? They <laughs> they consider it a Sun episode, not a Sun and Jin. Just a Sun Here's episode. why I think it's a Boone episode. Because, you know, you're really getting into Boone's um, motivations and psychology. I guess you are kind of exploring Shannon's as well, but with this whole subplot of him, but it's, you know, it's, it's through Boone's lens. And right, also, right. Like, there's like 10 or 15 minutes of Shannon that's not actual Shannon. Shan- right. Spoiler that, alert. That, that version of Shannon is actually Boone. Right. That's just like his own, you know, um, mental projection of her. Right. It's, it's two, it's a double boon. A double yeah, boon. It's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, two booners. Yeah. <laughs> so, according to the official, uh, unofficial, I guess I should say, lost Wikipedia, this uh, covers uh, day 24 on the island, which is interesting because the last episode, episode 12, covers episodes toward days 21 through 22. So let me ask you this, Fuge. Uh, did they make a mistake or was this a crappy one day time jump? What do you think? Um, maybe they just jumped. I don't know. Day 23 was just that boring on the Island. I, I mean, mean, they sometimes. have to have some days where nothing happens. Right. I you know, right. They, you know, they were saying like, uh, Oh yeah, I haven't seen you around in a while. Like Charlie was healing. His neck wounds were, you know, significantly better looking. Like maybe they just decided to let a day or two pass. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Good call. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. And th- there's got to be days where they. <laughs> there's got to be days where they shower and bathe and trim and. Yeah, eat. dude. They gotta and have. That's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Also, they said because they. Uh, no, it's got to be correct because they said that uh, John and Boone had been digging out at the hatch for what two days now. Oh yeah, and they just right. found the you're hatch. Right. You're right. That. You're right. So that's got to be a couple of days, right? Yeah. There you go. Good call. Good call. So this, uh, this let's just jump into the episode, man. It opens on Boone's eye, which of course is like very the, predatory. The twelfth time we've seen an episode start with someone's eye. Um, it was very stalkery and predatory, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was kind of creepy. I got, got super creeped out like immediately with this one. All the other ones were like their surprise or shock or I hope they're okay. Or with this one, you're like, Oh, they're going to like murder someone through the weed. Like (laughs) they're stalking right now. (laughs) So I, I put in the notes, my notes, I said, uh, jealous of Shannon and Saeed. And then I put, is there something going on? So yeah, I, I just with who say with, I, with Shannon or with, I mean, with, Saeed I, with I was talking about with Saeed and, and, uh, a little bit, but I do want to preface this with, you know, so I did see this show before, but like, I really didn't remember any of this episode until I watched it again. Once mm-hmm. I watched, so my notes are very like first time impression notes. Good, like, I good. Don't, I really didn't remember much of it again until once I saw the whole thing, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that fucker. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, but but okay, go ahead. Sorry. So so let me ask you, Daz, how smooth is Saeed? Giving her the shoes and oh, he knows just how to play her. I, I think he's doing this right. I mean, walking around in that wife beater. Okay, but you know, if 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 to to each his own, I guess. God God bless them. Well, I mean, you, you say she's not your type, but you're not on um, an, a place where there's a million different people to choose from. You might have her or Rose that's available, and therefore I'd your choices get, your choice going, just, get I much less. I was less. thinking about that. I was like, yeah, well, there's, there would be Rose right there sitting sitting next to her. Been kissed by your rose on the thing. I've been kissed by your rose. Sorry. Is the only, look, but, but I think Saeed knows how to play. I think for some reason that this is the weird thing about their relationship. I don't know that Saeed's like a smooth James Bond, you know, uh, seductive Iraqi. Seductive. He's not a smooth Iraqi. He's, he's a Casanova. wacky Iraqi. I Casanova, but I think <laughs> with for some reason he clicks with her, and they have this weird chemistry. You know, that's what that's what comes off the screen. I think. So let me ask you, whoever wants to grab this. So now that we kind of get a glimpse later on this episode of Brian and kind of the guys that it really tells us about Shannon and the types of guys that she ends up with and stuff. Um, Saeed does not seem to be the guy that Shannon would end up with. Who? He did just torture well, a guy. See, why do you say that, though? Well, he's, I, I don't know. I think deep in deep down inside, he's kind of a nice guy. I don't know. He doesn't. I, I, but no, presented with the evidence here, like he uh, grabbed and like actually tortured a dude uh, like a week back and then ran into the woods, came back with like injuries and like crazy wild stories and uh, had her like translate a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. Okay. They have a lot in common. Okay. He loves to torture, and listening to Shannon is akin to being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like a real good match. They 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 gel well. I maybe because they're both like a little bit manipulative, sociopathic kind of personalities. So they're just maybe they both just see like a tough mark and want the challenge. I mean, who knows? I think Sawyer would be more her. The guy that she would usually be with on the island. No, at least I did swear but, but, but wants nothing your, to do with her. That, that what you're taught, what you're tapping into is a very interesting thing, though, because ask yourself, why would you say that? Why would you think that? And does you know? I'm not saying that we we all think these things. We all think like who would maybe will be naturally disposed for someone else, but then whatever that is that's guiding those thoughts, does that completely get broken down? when you're on a deserted island in this survival situation. I think the show might be implying, yes. That you I don't know that it Appearing you wouldn't expect is bound, is, 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 is becomes possible in this bizarre scenario. So uh, <clears throat> did you ever go to extended, uh, like far off sleepaway camps or anything? I didn't. I, I had friends that did, but I didn't. I did. So like I, I went did, up north. So I did like six <laughs> weeks of backpacking through Alaska when I was like oh, going. Hey, into, actually, yeah, no, I never did anything like that. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So like, dude, weird relationships get formed <laughs> when you're in that kind of, 
Like, that's what I, I'm, I hope that's what I'm trying to suggest. It's like that's prison. Like, is that what you're saying? It's yeah, like yeah. prison. It, it's it's not prison. Like, you still have options, but like, but they're just limited. There, like there I was were, saying, did yeah, you have a girlfriend girl- named Bubba? <laughs> I, did, I, I did not experiment that much, but uh, I definitely hooked up with some gals that, like, I would not consider being with, you know, outside of anything. Like, not even because they were unattractive, but just because, like, their beards were, were not the type of people I associate with, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, they just don't have the same uh, interests and likes, but yeah, you're like, all right, just, but, but. Okay, exactly. But there's slim yeah. pickings out in the bush, you know, in Alaska. Yeah, you just, you know, where, wherever the, my point is, it's wherever well, it's you intimate. are, you're all up in everybody's smell, you know, you're, you're like, you're not showering for days. Everyone's pheromones are like, everyone just wants to fuck. It's super animalistic. Like, That's hot. yeah, it, That's it, hot. yeah, it's not a place you should be sending your children, <laughs> but I don't think it matters if you're in Alaska, if you're on the island that's stranded on this TV show lost, or if you're sitting somewhere on a on a uh, church camp for a week, like I used to do, like you're somewhere. Well, but then exclusive. you've got your, your predators are the priests. It's just a whole different kind yeah. of situation. So, yeah. But, but my point is when you're centralized with a group of people, you're more likely to feel like you have to be a uh, mate or attract with someone in that group that you're with. That's right. Naturally. Yes. Nice. Well, speaking of being in a bush, um, the the next scene, the the next I don't know pivot on the show, um, is great scene with Hurley and Jack, and the first thing I see Hurley with those leaves, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's going on. He's going to Duke, and then all of a sudden, he uh, sits there in his tie. Actually, it was with uh, with Locke, Hurley and Locke. And he's talking about, I wrote it down, he's upset that there's no pork on plate anymore. So I thought that was a great little scene. Soon as I saw him with those leaves, I knew what's going on and it made me smile. Uh, When he described his diet and it was nothing but like super sugary tropical fruit, (laughs) I'm like... One, that's how you're not losing any of the weight because you're just eating like a 500 gram sh- of sugar every day and just all that fiber. Oh my God, the poops. Oh, <laughs> your poor body. Oh no. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't pick up, you know, some poison ivy or something. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> he seemed to be choosing those leaves pretty carefully. <laughs> all right. So yeah. let's, let's jump into the flashback, um, which I find uh, something cool about this as the show evolves. Um, it seems like up to this point, and not not everyone, especially because some people have had multiple flashbacks, but um, it seems like the flashbacks in the first season were showing us how the characters eventually got to Sydney. So, you know, it right. ends with them going to Sydney. Well, this just tore off the band-aid and bam um shannon is already in sydney um and then uh we find out that Locke with his little girlfriend or Locke um booner with his little girlfriend um at the tennis club house by the way she she looked just like shannon yeah yeah that's what i I was saying i thought it was her how sweet were those wristbands though So, uh, and of course, Shannon calls and Boone comes a jumping. So, 
Um, right. at this, okay. l- let me ask you something, Keith. At this point, um, you did, did you know that they weren't, was it paternal brother and sister that they were stepped? Did you think that they were actual brother and sister? Yeah. I mean, cause that's what it led you to believe up to this point. Right. That I didn't, I, I assumed that they were just, you know, they could have been half brother and sister that to me seemed more plausible than, than, um, blood, full blood brother and sister. But, you know, um, to me, it's just like at that point when she calls and she's in desperate help, it's not because he's in love with her. It's because it's his sister and he's going to like defend her. Right. There you go. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. They really had to hammer in the, there was a specific line where they said stepsister and they had not said it at any. I think it was when they were in the prison. I think that was the first time that they asked. Because he says her last name's Rutherford and your name is Carlisle. Um, well, this is a police station. They weren't in a prison. Or, that's what I yeah. meant. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, it was Sorry. a police station. Yeah. Um, All this prison okay, talk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, they like explicitly didn't give you that information. Like you were supposed to believe that they were blood relatives. And by the way, two weeks ago when I was going through my spreadsheet that I have right here, I don't know if you noticed, but I uh, skipped their last names when I was reading off everyone. I just said Boone and ah, Shannon. Good po- Didn't we have a pool where we said who's going to fuck who first? And I said Boone and Shannon. <laughs> I, I, it, it's out of chronology, but in the you know episode of says, I says the man, I get credit. Yeah. Says the man who's seen this before. I just, I prefaced this, but I forgot that happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So back on the island, um, we get Jack kind of creeping on Kate. Um, I don't know. That was kind of creepy. Stumble. Do you yeah, believe that- him that he didn't want to disturb her? Or was he just like jerking it behind the bush? Like, seeing nah, he was just, <laughs> well, so yes, he, he was a hundred percent honest in that he didn't want to disturb her. But it was a little bit uh, a, a lie of omission because he was really just seeing what she was up to. And Weird. I feel that Jack honestly just has that "I want to help" mentality, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to help himself. It wasn't. Well, pre- it wasn't predatory. <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah. what's going on over here? Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little strange. I mean, they got to develop the chemistry, I guess, the chemistry storyline. So I guess this is one way to for them to have this kind of, you know risque encounter sort of risque now do you do you guys think anyone can can answer this do you guys still think that right now there's is there a love triangle between sawyer kate and jack has it i mean it it obviously it seems like she's at least playing them both against each other so that would i don't know that it's a full-on love triangle yet but they are certainly uh forming the foundations of one (laughs) yes and you've got good versus evil with Jack and Sawyer. They're setting up the threesome really well. So yeah. Sawyer's the, the good guy in that scenario, right, Keith? For <laughs> you, but not the way the show's portraying him. <laughs> so, um, but what part of the love triangle you identify with? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a Kate all the way. <laughs> so, uh, they. Uh, so I think it was Hurley that brought this up to Jack. Um, but, and I, I wrote this note down. Um, so where, where they, I, I wrote, 
I just wrote this line down. Would John stop hunting the boar? So I don't know. My mind is not gone completely blank. I thought it was Hurley mentioning that to Jack, or it might just be Jack re-bringing it up to Kate. Um, but at one point, they insinuate that John just stopped hunting the boar. Um, Daz, do you think that John would actually do that? Like we know that he's off at the hatch. No one else right. knows he's at the hatch. But do you think that's something John would do? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on, you know, I guess how you see him. I feel like at this point, let's say I'm on the island and I'm interacting with John Locke, I would not trust him to do exactly what he says he's doing. You know, um he, he seems to be this kind of duplicitous character. I think he, not in this cannot, not in like a malicious way, but it's not always clear what his MO is. And it's not always clear, you know, whose interest is uh, on whose behalf is he acting? Um, well, so, I feel like, uh, especially, you know, they reveal this with the balloon, the boon plot line is that he might be doing what, not what you want, but is in your best interest. That's, That's right. He he's very he seems to have this kind of <clears throat> wisdom or sophistication about him. It's, I don't know. It's, it's hard a to uh, um, it's a benevolence, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, there there is a benevolence to him, um, but there's it's also a, a something tough love uh, benevolence. <laughs> yeah, there is. There really is that. You know, especially with Charlie and the drug plot. You know, him him taking a hand. Uh, to kind of like, I would argue tying Boone up in the fucking woods and stuffing ayahuasca <laughs> in the back of an open wound is pretty tough love. Yeah, that's really <laughs> tough love. That's, I mean, that's a violation. Uh, you know, that's that's, that's a that's felony, a brother, or something. That's, <laughs> and that's really wild. But Boone takes it in a pretty good stride. Oh, dude, he's an awesome trip. I'm, I'm like, what, is, what did he take? I want that plant. Well, let, let me ask you, uh, who's right now, as we, as we hit episode 13, who is the better leader? Is it Jack who Jack, we got Jack or Locke? I mean, who is the better leader? I mean, Jack is Jack a leader or is he just doing all this for himself? John seems seems him as a leader. I don't know that he views himself as a leader, but John or Jack. Him. Uh, Jack. He, he. Oh, I thought that. I thought that meant more for John. I don't think John. Well, sees John as a definitely doesn't view himself as the leader. Yeah. John. John is, and again, John never makes anyone do anything or tells them to. do He just kind of suggests stuff. And he kind of made. He kind of made Booner uh, work his issues out, though. So. Uh. Andy made Charlie Charlie. work out his issues. So I think I'm about to disagree with you on that. (laughs) Well, the difference, the difference is though that John doesn't, John doesn't make people work out their issues by force as much. I mean, even though he tied Shannon up, I don't, or or not Shannon Boone up. um, I don't think that he um, necessarily like forces them. Like um, uh, it's more of a manipulation, I guess. Uh, so I, feel, yeah, I guess tying him up is pretty much forcing. I don't know how you can. That's not manipulation. He's, yeah, he's, but he left a knife he there. He manipulated and, the ropes around his wrists. Like, but I mean, know, he left uh, the knife there for him to get out. It was all. It was all manipulation of getting his mindset right. Well, well I do. Was, I, uh, I, it was I, like a you know 
God never gave it to anyone easy in the Bible. He always made them work for it a little bit. That's that's very much uh, a John Locke style as well. I do honestly agree that, you know, John seems to have everyone else's best interest. You know, John does all his stuff for other people. I, I don't know if I could say well, this. I think it, here, here's honestly, like if I'm taking Jack and I have to say, you know, Jack is more like A or B. I think Jack is more like Sawyer than he is like Locke. I think he's just kind of a selfish guy who just, he needs to be, he needs to be the hero. He craves it because it's an ego thing for him. I'm the leader. Where John John Locke is just kind of like, you know, I'll give you, I'll let you ask me three times for for the drugs. You know, you and I can work through it, but if it doesn't, you know, if if you're not strong enough for this, then I'll, you know, I'll let you have it. But John Locke's also building strong allies. Yes. Through like weird kind of like authoritarian manipulative measures. <laughs> and as we see later on with, uh, you know, with anyone who he can, we get a great scene with him and Saeed later on. So, um, so when back to Locke knocking out uh, Boone, um, he did uh, mention that uh, he wants essentially he wants to show Boone wants to tell Shannon and he's like, oh, Shannon could see, keep a secret Fuge, Can Shannon keep a secret. Yeah, Shannon <laughs> fucking can't keep anything. Oh, I couldn't wait to Shannon, that I wouldn't trust Shannon to fucking keep my place in line, let alone a secret. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, let's uh, let's jump back a little bit and let's go back to uh, to Boone actually showing up in uh, in Australia and the whole Shannon with the bruise on her forehead. Um, again, we are still at the point that uh, we think that they are legitimate brother and sister, and then he goes to the police station to try and file the report. And who do we see at the police station? Sawyer. Sawyer, which is the first, uh, to my knowledge, the first time that uh, once that storylines have crossed. Um, obviously on the plane, they're going to cross, but. Well, no, didn't they? A bunch of them across, uh, well, I guess the airport. Doesn't yeah, count. yeah, yeah. Okay. But this is the first time where. And I believe this was Sawyer's only appearance in this episode. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I noticed because I was trying to keep keep tabs on everyone, and I noticed that it seems like almost everyone everyone that wasn't part of the story, they were given one scene, if you notice. So There's a little bit of screen time, except Claire. Well, <laughs> the agent, what can we say? <laughs> I mean, bro, they could have given her like, she's a MacGuffin. No, but, but they could have given her like a Not three a second shot, like chained up somewhere like, oh, where am I? And then flashed away just, just to give her like some screen time. They did to not remind do that. her that she's missing. To remind everyone that she's missing it. Yeah. Like, oh, they talked about her, but they did not show her at, at all. But, uh, so I'm going to, uh. Maybe I'm a, whatever. I am a bad person, but that's fine. Uh, did anyone else 
uh, instantly side with Brian. <laughs> About when they saw that he just beat the shit out of Shannon. <laughs> well, I I, 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 I was like, thank you, Brian. I thought, I, that you know, is what's funny was as I was watching, I was thinking, oh, future is gonna love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh, future gonna love this guy. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't say. I did not think. Oh, I love this guy, but I was positively remarking to myself how happy you would be <laughs> I'm finding happiness in your happiness. <laughs> but, that's great <laughs> oh that's amazing oh I, I, and then when i i realized it was uh all a scam i was so disappointed okay. wait a second now let me i don't know if i fully understand the scam here maybe you oh, can explain to it the scam yeah. was that she faked abuse so right. that he would pay off the guy to leave, and then she would just split the money with him. Right, and then tell this, him to go this, home. This just it just doesn't make any sense. It, it's not a good is, scam. This is the worst. This is the worst idea. Uh, also, can who's going to pay someone to go away? Boone. Also, <laughs> Boone uh, would. Well, no, lots of people would pay people to go away. That that kind of, that that's the. I, I don't know. I I find it hard I, to believe that Boone would leg- think that all I have to do is pay this guy and he'll be out of out of my, my you know out, well, of, he, out of our he lives. Specified that he's done it multiple times before. He wasn't the first guy that he's paid to leave. Uh, they say that that was part of her scam to begin with. But I just want to preface this with Brian's fucking setting his bar so incredibly the guy's like name your price to leave and i know that they're like run some giant mega conglomerate like my first guess is like 500 million dollars yeah <laughs> 50k fuck off he dude that's pocket change he didn't even hesitate to write that check Wait, well why be like, greedy he could say no right. Uh okay, well it says no, then you're in the exact same right. position you were. Was it, Why was would it you 50? set your bar so low? What's if to it was- stop him? Okay, just think about this, guys. What's to stop him from taking fifty thousand dollars, moving away for a month, and then they shack up again? Oh, we got back together. That was their point. That's what they were gonna do anyway. Well, that's what she thought there. Yeah, I mean that was basically the scam. Was uh. But how does how, that should be obvious to him? He's not it, a very it, smart man. Hey, does it tell, does it help you if I tell you that the conversion rate now is fifty thousand U.S. dollars to sixty six thousand Australian dollars? How does that help? Because he got more money in Australia. It's the same value. It's just different. I know, but if you just say you got sixty six thousand dollars, it sounds more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't say that he got fifty thousand U.S. dollars. He might have got no. It was U.S. He said U.S. dollars. He said U.S. Oh, all right, yeah. fine then. <laughs> so there was another great uh, uh, storyline here um, with Hurley and Jin uh, trying to become friends. Um, I mean, the best part of this episode is Hurley yelling pee on it, pee on it, pee on it. But how great like, no. <laughs> How great was that? That whole scene was great. Like Dude, the best part was uh, when he was trying to fish and he just kept throwing it out there and pulling it in. <laughs> He's like smacking a shirt that he tied to some like some Yeah, I'm like, sticks. you might as well take a hoodie and try to throw the hoodie and catch it in the hood. I'm like, that's not how nets work, idiot. Like what what are you doing? 
<laughs> I don't think that Jin disliked him, though. I don't know why he was all I self-conscious think he was, about uh, it. Bemused by him. Yeah. Except for he when he tried like, to oh. grab his when he tried to grab his junk, and he got somewhat me too by trying to tell him to pee on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, he enjoyed this giant, uh, the the jolly green white giant or jolly white giant over there, just you know, kind of lummoxing around comedically. It was a uh, it was a nice uh, 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 comic relief for him while he was fishing. So yeah. why did he make him drink or eat the sea urchin? Was that supposed to make the sting go away? Like, wasn't there an antiseptic or something in it? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I just I thought know. it was him being like, hey, look, we're friends. I don't know why you don't think we're friends. And then he oh, pays it up. I was supposed to have some kind of uh, antiseptic. Oh, I think it's the ammonia in urine, is, is it, it washes out the, the toxins. Yeah, but well, he made, that, him, it, he made it, him eat it, a sea urchin. Yeah, why would he take it like a shooter then? Yeah, I thought that was just like a peace offering. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, he's still going to have the sea urchin issue. Yeah, that's true. That's like that, true. that would he'd still have the infection and the venom. And that's, that's like all that's still a problem. I just assumed it was an anti, some kind of antiseptic that with a painkiller. Yeah, that, that, I, I, you know, I remember watching, but I never even, it didn't, it didn't occur to me to really think too hard on it. I mean, he threw it up instantly anyway, so it didn't do anything regardless. Yeah. So, Gunner, I want to ask you something since you asked everybody else stuff. Yeah. Um, since uh, you skipped over it, I, I did want to talk about um, when uh, Sun. Um, that was the next thing out. I was going to bring up. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, ask when, she, uh, when she, uh, I guess, understood the English from Kate, and then Kate basically called her out. Was there? There wasn't a whole lot uh, evolved on that. Is that you think a precursor to future episodes? Well, it's. I mean, honestly, how long can you keep this charade up? Um, yeah, I'll, it was a giggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you th- remember last week, Jack and Kate were talking about you know, we're saying stuff that th- I don't think they would say in front of Son had they known Son spoke English. So right, I was when kind you saw of. What, you saw what Hurley said to. Uh, uh, Jen, when he said uh, your wife, is yeah, hot, yeah, and Jen to get a reaction the same way, and it didn't work. So yeah, I, I actually had that. I I said, uh, where's my notes? Oh, I just put Kate finds out son speaks English. What about that logic? Is that good logic? I don't want him to know because I love him. I don't understand that. We need more information. She's only saying that because she doesn't want to cause more drama, but she's scared of him, and she's learning English so she can escape him. Mm-hmm. But I think to Americans watching this, just to the American sensibility, hearing that is like, oh, that's so weird, and I don't, I don't approve of this relationship dynamic. Well, especially if now with, with this Me Too stuff, I think. Say, wait, I'm sorry, did you say that again? I just think with this whole Me Too movement, and you know, I think that the, that that relationship doesn't work. As well now as yeah, it did right. back then. Well, I don't does it in South Korea? I don't, I don't know how uh, me too they are. I don't know. Very American thing. Yeah. Well, well, well right, right, right. <laughs> but like, you know, at the t- okay, this is a, this is an American show in a, for an American audience. I mean, they probably thought that this would be like interesting and kind of, you know. It's also still know. season one. They could relatable. do a little bit more, you know. That's true. 
it, it's a straight, it's a very strange and uncomfortable relationship dynamic. I think it was at the time, but as you, you know, when you get to know them better, your understanding will evolve. But here now it's like, okay, that's just totally like, it's totally messed up. Not to well, say that it shouldn't be depicted, <clears throat> but just our opinions have evolved on, uh, I think, uh, in, in, in observing this, we'd probably be more critical of this kind of relationship dynamic and not just watching it for the intrigue of it. Yeah. Maybe, but I, you know, just maybe people are more complex than, you know, and, you know, and not everyone has an easy, simple relationship. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, and that's, that's another good, I guess that's another thing that kind of keeps you coming back to the show is that there's, these are flawed people and they're, if yeah. everyone just got along swimmingly, that'd be the b- most boring show ever. The <laughs> conflict is is interesting. That's <laughs> it is. You're right. This one is just I find it kind of you know uncomfortable to watch. It's like it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just it strikes it strikes at me somehow. And well, I guess I, why why does it make you uncomfortable? What aspect of it? I don't know. You know, maybe because I come from an Asian background and like I understand this mentality. And it's kind of like something that is, it's still familiar to me. This is something that I, I would expect in some circles, you know. So um, not necessarily something that you've struggled against personally, but that you're familiar with and actively dislike. Maybe? Exactly. It's something that I, it's something that I would struggle against. I would try to reform this aspect of my culture. And, you know, certainly people who are, who have been here a long time or were born and raised here um, probably have a similar mindset. You know, this would be like, but Doss, what, what better way to bring awareness to it and help, you know, fix it than by putting it on a center stage in a television show. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and that's why I appreciate what, you know, what they, what they did. Are they doing it in a realistic and sensitive kind of like bro, I think they're just three-dimensional to way? I guess yeah. so. They're they're I, trying I to sell ads. Like I I don't know that that <laughs> bringing cultural enlightenment was their goal. They're 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 trying to make money. Well, you um, got you know, you got two Asian characters on, on the show. <laughs> well, I guess three because Saeed is Asian. Um, he's Middle Eastern. Well, isn't Probably. the Middle East Asia? No, it's in between Asia and Africa. Well, it's technically part of Asia, the continent, I think. Really? I would consider them more, I would think them more African than Asian, but I don't know. Saudi Arabia is not part of Africa. (laughs) (laughs) We should Wikipedia this, but, you know, it's whatever. It's Middle Eastern, you know, you can... um, they're, Hang on, I, I have my continent encyclopedia. Let me go look it, it up. Saudi Arabia is part of Asia. It's definitely part of the Middle East, which is overlaps Africa and Asia. And Saudi Arabia is in part is in the Asian part of the Middle East. But there, he's not, from Iraq, though. Yeah, he's he's Iraqi. Okay, well, same you know, same part <laughs> of the Arabian Peninsula. That's part of Asia too. You're right about that. He is Iraqi, but Iraq is also part of Asia. Closer to Asia than it is to America, so we'll give it to you. <laughs> I don't think it's Africa. Well, no. It's definitely not Africa. No, it does say right here the Middle East is Afro-Eurasia. Thank right. You. I'm okay, telling right. you. it's, it's we, we agree on that. But where is it? Iraq, it's, Iraq is part of the Arabian Peninsula, 
which is in Asia. Is that not confirmable on Wikipedia? Yes, I think so. I, I don't think you need to think it's just a map would probably solve this one. <laughs> well, no, because you don't, it doesn't what? say necessarily what continent each country is in. Keith, pull up a continental map. No, but I know, I'm so sure that I'm right. I'm just waiting for some, one, somebody else here to confirm this. Okay, well, this is just Google Earth. This does. I know this, my geography. This is not helpful. I'm not even arguing that you're wrong. I think it's just funny. It's, it, it's hilarious. No, it's hilarious. It's great. Okay, there, yeah, there's a, okay. So hold on. I think the <laughs> the, the cutoff the, the cutoff of Africa is Egypt, right? Yeah, I would think. I would think that everything that is kind of beyond the Red Sea is part of asia well that map on the left there looks like they got that as green which would make it uh the... please tell me they gave it its own text yeah it is it's asia. it's asia okay. okay there you go well yeah so you got you got three <laughs> three asians on this show um naveen andrews is actually indian but playing iraqi which is interesting. he's from england isn't he I guess so, but ethnically, I guess he's Indian. So uh, I actually listened to the commentary for this episode, which had Boone and Shannon and uh, Javier and Carlton Cuse. Um, and they they did mention that uh, Naveen has a very thick English accent, so I'm assuming he's from England. I know there's a large uh, Indian population over in England. In the, in I just future, watched Blinded by the Light, so I know this. <laughs> I, I, this this is what I this is my point though that what I was trying to say about the three the you know, there being three Asians I wish that Sun and Jin's relationship was not the only representation of Asians on the show and of course there's there's the torturer you know uh, <laughs> Saeed like the role model Asian <laughs> but but like the you, the three Asians are not the best people. <laughs> <laughs> who does actively fought against America in the war? <laughs> war exactly. What are the chances of that? But 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 you know, I mean, all, all the people are kind of you know problematic, I suppose. You know, you everyone has flaws. a bit of a sordid part. Right. Everyone's got flaws, so you can't the really fucked up fault the show. I think the fact that they're in there and that they that they had the balls to like you know, touch this kind of subject matter was, was good. You know, ultimately was anyone besides Rose just like, Oh, I was just on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone Rose has is, like, Rose like, is still, know, everyone has some calamity that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Absurd crisis. Like, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, on my holiday. <laughs> uh, traveling for business. This is crazy. Why am that I That would be like, sexy striped blue shirt girl. Rose is still on vacation, by the way. Yeah, the, the, all those people just don't get speaking roles. They're all there. They, they're just very, again, because that's really uninteresting. It doesn't make good television. So, you know, why would you focus on people that don't have conflict? <laughs> I beg to differ. I think Blue Shirt Girl does make good TV. If they would I, She has been time. the focus of a lot of conversation. The intrigue uh, surrounding it is, is... I just never knew she existed until doing this show. So now she's like my focus. <laughs> I'm going to book her. She will be a guest on the show before the show is over. By the but way, speaking I w- of Saeed... He like they had the scene where John uh, walked up on him, and his very first line was just, "Oh, I didn't hear you." I'm like, 
yes, you absolutely did hear him because you heard the branch neck and jumped up with a knife. Like, he had a knife drawn, like, poised at his attention. Like, you absolutely heard him. He didn't, like, sneak up and whisper in your ear, I'm behind you. Like, nah, you greeted him at blade point. So that, that's it. that was actually the next thing I wanted to get into, those scenes. Um, like I said, I listened to the commentary. I didn't pull audio from it this time. There, it, I'll be honest. It was a great commentary. It was. It had. It had zero like blow your mind moments, or there were no scenes where I was like rolling on the ground, dying laughing. But it was very. Uh, I thought it was very informative. It was a great commentary. I thought, but they did mention that the two scenes involving the compass that they were thrown out there at the last minute because the director's like, uh, there's not enough screen. Like this episode's too short. We need two more scenes. We need another, we need something to fill time. Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, I'm not, hopefully I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. Keith, don't worry about it. But, uh, uh, the whole magnet thing seemed to, they seem to pay it off in the future of the show, I think for the compass, why it's not working. At least I think, um, I think that they, well, they built do. pretty heavy into that right out of the gate. I mean, they're like, you know, he was saying that, Oh, a small, you know, magnetic anomaly could explain a couple of degrees, but not like what looked like, uh, you know, almost 45 degrees off. Mm-hmm. But I just found it interesting that, um, when they needed a scene really quickly, they throw this throwaway two scenes. I think I would majorly. Well, no, but th- what I mean by throwaway is they weren't in the script. It was at the eleventh hour. They're like, we need two more scenes fast, and they just kind of threw these two scenes out. And I think that they will pay off in a major way down the line. And it, 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 for those that think, oh, the writers of Lost are just making it up as they go along, I think stuff like this is, um, 100% conclusive that that's true. No, yeah. no, I disagree because I think the, the, you, how you literally said they made it up at the 11th hour. Well, no, but what I'm saying is they, they, <laughs> they wrote these scenes at the 11th hour, and I think. It got paid off in a major way, which leads me to believe that, like, I don't know, that they they. But, but that literally is them making it up as they go along, and just having the makeup be paid off very well. Okay, well, I guess that it's it's <laughs> one of those two things. <laughs> so um, we still have a couple more seats. I do want to mention um, they they went through. And they kind of, like I said, they gave everyone who hadn't been in this episode and isn't Shannon a scene or isn't Claire a scene. So you had Walt <laughs> and uh, and Michael and Hurley talking. And then the great payoff of Jin giving Hurley that fish. And these are my notes. I said, Jin gives Hurley a fish, dot, dot, dot. Want to see him eat it like the penguin. Like, I just wanted oh, to God. see Hurley <laughs> just start eating that thing raw. That would have been awesome. And like then right, it, after he was, right after he was like, oh, it's already cleaned. And then just like. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it. penguin. Wouldn't that have been awesome? <laughs> and then there's another scene, which 
I'm sure I know I wrote it down because I, I thought it was freaking interesting. Oh, here it is. Here's there's this is what I wrote. Um, Charlie tells Jack the only person he puts his faith on is John Locke. Um, that's a pretty significant line of dialogue, especially where it seems like those are the two guys that are the quote unquote, you know, they are the two forces on the island, the two people that. So uh, just word choice is very. So I believe the line was, uh, if I could choose one man to save us all, it would be John Locke. Correct. Uh, I, I just that I wrote down. Something he has the like faith that. in, but that, that works. That's, that's the same close, right? Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. doesn't, that doesn't mean that he is the one he would want leading you necessarily. That's just who he thinks would save them eventually. Those are two very They're different ace roles. in the hole. Yeah, those are very different things. Like, who, like, I, uh, you might want. I wouldn't want Superman to be president, but he's most likely to save us all. <laughs> but he's not your day to day leader. It's you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't want him to be my boss, much less president. Right. Like, <laughs> I was yes. Like, I, if I need saving, yes, I'm calling him. Yes. But it's not, yes, exactly. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> you know what? I like that analogy. I'm happy with it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> nice. So um we there's a couple scenes we still haven't kind of touched on. Um Let's wrap up the let's wrap up the whole. So we haven't talked about Boone hooking it, up with Shannon. Exactly. So that's that's one of the two things. That's right. Though. Let's or, wrap up or, the flashbacks. Or, or more importantly, Boone unhooking Shannon. <laughs> yeah, those are the two things we haven't really talked about. So let's <laughs> let's wrap up the the flashback. Um, here's my here's my line, and I'm gonna ask you, Keith, because. Uh, uh, I gotta find it. Okay, uh, Shannon. Uh, Shannon said a boon. Here, Shannon hate a boon. Do you hate her more because of this? And or do because you because of what she because be, of what she did to Boone? Yeah, I never hated her to begin with. I wasn't on the hate Shannon Van Lamp. What about you, Future? Do you hate her more because of her setting a boon, or are you just like, yeah, that's funny. I. You know, it. I. I don't know that it was possible, but it just the the sheer level of manipulation, and that you know she'd fuck her own brother to uh, blackmail him into keeping his mouth shut and just going back. But see, the, the hypocrisy though, because I could see. Sorry, Doss, I was going to say I could see Sawyer doing the same thing, and you would be cheering him on. So uh, when Brian oh, no. took the money, did did uh, did she kind of get what she deserved? No, what she deserved was to be stranded in Australia, not to go back home, fucking tail between her legs. I mean, I I, I hate Boone for this. I'm just like, How yeah, I hate Boone. Stupid, yeah, ridiculous. I hate Boone yeah. for this as well. That's it, it, his it's so half. It's such a bad plan. It just but how is he? How is he so dumb to be be able to be victimized by this ridiculous? You know, he thing. kept his. We're presuming. Kept his dick in his pants for, you know, the entire first, you know, 14 years of their relationship or whatever. And all it took was one little drunken near, uh, ear nibble 
and he's fucking his sister. Well, like, here's the thing, though. Oh, what did a weak-willed little bitch. Yes, I do hate Boone for this. Here's the she thing. She's manipulative, but but fuck Boone. I don't know that that was their first time. I don't uh, know. So she said, uh, I wrote it down somewhere. That's she said uh, afterwards, she's like, everything has to go. Everything's going to go back to the, okay, Shannon and Boone to go back to how it's always been. And I wrote secret affair or brother slash sis. So do you think that the way it was, was we have to be a brother and sister again, or we're going to go back to how it was where we had sex and didn't tell anyone. Nah, this seemed like kind of an ace in the hole move. Like, like that that was her Hail like, Mary? Yeah, fucking him was something like he wanted for a long time, but she had to get herself real shitty drunk in order to be able to do it. That's why they specified that she was shit-faced when she showed up. All right, and as I did write this, Boone is in love with Shannon, and then I wrote weird or hot question mark. <laughs> is it weird or is it hot that they had sex? It, it, it depends on what era of porn you grew up in. That's all that's yeah. out there now. That's totally yes. legit and normalized. I can't even go on porn sites because it's all people having sex with their stepmom and I have a stepmom and I don't you even want to go there. Call that's me it. old fashioned, but it's not. Uh, it rubs me the wrong way, so to speak. And uh, you should be oh, the one uh, rubbing things the right 90s, way. Not 90s porn. There was a dark abyss that you could definitely find yourself in. But like people. It was awesome. Fans I missed the golden years. The golden. <laughs> you missed when Debbie did Dallas. That was the golden age of porn. Yeah, I missed the, the good 70s. old days, you guys. De- Debbie did Dallas in like the 70s, bro. Or, or the only thing thicker than, uh, uh, than what's his name was his mustache. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> the only so, thing thicker I, than I, his. Oh, Ron Jeremy about, got. I believe that you know what you're talking about. Um, you're talking about the Me Too movement. You're talking about someone that got fucking swept up. Didn't Ron Jeremy get caught up in like a whole bunch of abuse lawsuits? And oh, things? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Fucking hedgehog going down hard. Oh. I, I don't follow him on social media. So. No, nah, my buddy sent me something about it. He, he, he's uh, big on the Twitters. My buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything more on Shannon and Boone, um, the flashbacks, their relationship before we get into the uh, the uh, whatever you want to call it, the drug induced. uh, Not not enough skin on the um, on the sex scene that did not happen, but happened apparently. I think it might have been too awkward to have an extended uh, love scene with Boone and Shannon. Like it would have made it just makes everything before it weird. It makes everything after it weird. It's just ugh, I hate them. I hate them more. This episode makes me that was look, man. I they were distasteful before, and now they are repugnant. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So let's talk about the the uh, <laughs> the trip, also, if you will. Uh, or uh, uh, Jack is given Charlie aspirin for heroin addiction. Yeah, what's up with that? That you know, beggars can't be choosers, dude. Beat him over the head with a shovel. That that's preferable. They are on a desert island. <laughs> Fucking aspirin. Oh, poor Charlie. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this acid trip. Um, yes. 
I, is anyone else betting ayahuasca or do we think peyote? Well, how do we know it's acid? Uh, yeah, I was thinking acid. more like a peyote, but how I would thought, I thought it was a fungus? Yeah, okay, well, it could be fun. Well, was he smashing up a root? Because if it I was, a it, was root, oh, I, it just it sounded like mushrooms. It was. Now, it I, sounded, I've eaten mushrooms before. I, I kind of feel like the trip that he went on was a mushroom trip. Bro, I've eaten mushrooms. I've never chased my sister and yeah. through the with a monster. Step, 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 sister. That seemed more like a like a a, a healing ayahuasca spirit quest to me. You know, ayahuasca is a you know Amazonian thing. Um, mushrooms are found all over the world. That's why I'm, I'm thinking mushrooms. You know, this is an island in the South Pacific. It's a very good question. What was it? I mean, wasn't were there any clues in the show to indicate what he used to patch up Boone? So they oh. and the commentary they reference this whole thing as a uh, spirit quest. I think that's how it was worded. Right. So I right. guess that would be more of I don't know. I don't. I so that's what he went on. But what was the vehicle? Yeah, that I he guess took? I don't know. Well, so for those people who are, may not be familiar with spirit quests, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the concept is you take some kind of like um, hallucinogen, uh, a psychic, you know, a psychedelic, and you have a shaman perhaps lead you into some kind of uh, trip where you discover things about yourself that you. Well, they just they you, your mind takes you on the journey. The they just guide you safely through it. Right. There's a key to so so you know it, it, a lot of people might know this already, but like that's a key distinction. We were just an acid trip or something. He didn't just hallucinate. John Locke spirit quest raped him. He ghosted <laughs> yeah. him with this you know hallucinogenic psychedelic whatever moss or whatever the fuck it was and then he fucking spirit quested him you know into oh just rammed weird right down his spirit hole <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> i mean i've heard of someone dosing someone but to spirit quest rape someone is really like it's, that's such next that's level a, that's so hard to pull off and that's such yeah I, imagine if boone was like that is totally a violation john locke why the fuck would you spirit quest rape me? You know, <laughs> your thoughts about my sister. I was really freaked out. That's gross. Dude. So what? What is it more? Hundred percent on board afterwards. He was like, "Fuck you, Shannon. We're doing this." Like it was. <laughs> what was more impressive? The fact that John Locke could whip whip up the spirit quest, or that that son's like, "Oh, there's a plant that could heal your freaking asthma." I mean. Who is the? How the hell does he know that this plant does what it does? So that I hold on. So that I wi am willing to write off that it was part of his walkabout. John's well, walkabout. Just, I mean, he was he was crippled, so he probably read a lot of books. Well, no, no, no. But I think that going on a vision quest was part of John Locke's walkabout that he planned for himself. So knowing some like rough amalgam for this recipe really isn't outside the realm of possibility like that that I, I know well okay right i guess so but you mean you're banking on finding this plant in a totally different locale i mean he's that's not why i said some some rough amalgam like if you know enough about mycology <laughs> right, you right. if you know enough about mushrooms you can yeah. probably figure out which mushrooms are going to make you hallucinate 
Right, exactly. So you're saying then, sun is the more impressive. I cured asthma with a leaf. No, that one we're saying is less believable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm less willing to write that off to like other clues that have been given. Although she's clearly got some form of, of uh, uh, you know, herbalist or nature connection because she was out there building uh, her little garden. That's true. That's true. Which, for being the son of, like, a gang lord, seems like an odd skill to have. Yeah. So, uh, during the vision quest, we know that Shannon wasn't really there. Was the monster really there? Was the monster really chasing him? No. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. So, uh, something cool um, that I didn't catch the first time. Um, but uh, it was mentioned on the lost uh, Wikipedia page. Um, you could hear, hear the hurly bird um, right before the monster chases them. So I have audio if you want to hear um, it. It doesn't say I don't hear it say hurly. And of course, we haven't. Well, then they showed it. it doesn't it, it like? Wait, if it doesn't say Hurley, how do you know it's not just a bird at that point? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's oh, notated it on here bird that bird it's the Hurley bird. So here, here's some audio. I got some audio. Let me know what you guys. If I'm just crazy and I just want to believe in the legend of the Hurley bird, or if it's just another bird. So here's a really quick. But I told him I wanted to tell you, and that's when he did this. Did you hear that, or is that just noise? It was like it was like a bird screeching in the background. Yeah, I think right? I, I yeah. think they're saying that's a hurly bird. Again, the hurly bird I don't think shows up for a couple more seasons, but I'll play one more. It time. sounds like a pterodactyl more than anything else. So when I was reading stuff about that online, they said it was like a giant. So whatever. Besides the point, when um when they, they were first getting chased, I thought I saw like a giant bird thing fly up throughout from like under the leaves. And then they started getting chased by something. So it did not appear to be what flew up in the background. I, oh, you don't, oh, so you think that's something else? Here, here. Yeah. But I told him like I wanted was, to tell you, and that's when he did this. You can kind of hear it like screeching there really quickly. Yeah. It, it seemed, I felt like there were two distinct things because there was something that like flew up in the background and displaced a bunch of leaves that did look very phoenix or so they pointed out in the commentary that that was the first hint as to what the monster was that scene javier's uh grillo did and uh carlton q's corrected him and is like well no it's just a just a tree flying in the air not really exactly so um i don't know when we finally find out what the monster is but uh um yeah, I, so there's kind of mixed messages there as to what that is. Again, because they're just making the shit up as they go along, and whatever sticks to the wall, they keep. So, Keith, when when uh, when we see the monster kill Shannon, and Boone goes there and finds her dead body, what was oh, your thought so when you first saw that? And well, then I want to know Future's thought <laughs> when he first saw what. It, what was your first thought? Well, my first thought was, I wish. Um, Gunner didn't tell me that she was in the last episode because I would have actually thought this was real. That was my first thought. <laughs> I mean, she could be in a flashback. Second, uh, second, second thought was, damn, I bet um, 
future really wishes this was real. So you didn't think it was real then? No. Well, at that point, I was like, she could have been dying, but um, there, she's going to be like coming back to life or something's going to happen, right? I, I, I was skeptical that, that Jack's going to come and uh, punch her in the chest. Right. <laughs> right. Something's going to happen. Like, I didn't know what it was. But I want to go back to the monster when they were hiding. Um, in like the same exact spot that Kate was hiding, remember? Right. In, in that tall, whatever, bamboo-like stuff, right? But they were all hiding in there, and it looked like as soon as the monster went by, all of a sudden became sunlight. So that tells me that this monster is so massive that it apparently blocks out all light as it passes by. Or it was just the shadow. But I'm saying it's enough it's to where... It's big enough where it casts or, a giant shadow. Yeah, where it, it looks for a, an immediate amount of time that it is not... It's like an eclipse. It is not just a tree that's going over top of them. It looked like it was dark. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. What was your thought, Fuge, when you saw her dead body lying there? Uh, well, one, I'm like, nah, there's no way this is real. It's too good to be true. Uh <laughs> To then, then I was like, oh, sweet. They eviscerated her. Amazing. And then I realized it was like her sweater was like wet and rumpled. It wasn't actually her intestines spilled everywhere, which, you know, it would be a bit hardcore for ABC, like family PM, I, I guess. Uh, so, you know, that was a bit too much to expect. But, you know, just all around disappointed, I guess, would be my uh, my takeaway because uh, she lived. In the in the comment in the commentary, Maggie Grace said that the makeup they used was ridiculously crazy, and that the shoulder it didn't make it on screen, but like there was the bone, like you saw the bone from the shoulder, like it was just her shoulder was ripped off. Yeah, we did not get to see that. Like I said, it looked like in one scene they tried to make it crazy, and then it was just like her sweater. So maybe like there was a split second in there where they they had some uh, you know some disemboweling. Mm. I will say though I think this qualifies <laughs> during the um, during the goodbye scene um, when we say goodbye to dead people that we can still say goodbye to the uh, thought of Shannon dying. I, I, Shannon. You're stealing my thunder there, Keith. You're stealing oh. my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Daz, what was your thought when you first saw that? I wrote it down. Here it is. Ha ha, stupid boon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> stupid boon. So, Das, what, is it, what does that mean when we find out the reveal? What does it mean that his vision quest was a life with Shannon dead? Like, what does that say about No, boon? no, you know, it's a great question. I think the vision quest tells you what you... It, it, supposedly, you know, the theory is you're going to access information that you need at that time in your life, in that moment. It's very, very contextual. It's whatever you, whatever you're going through, you carry that into the vision quest, and the vision quest will help you kind of untangle that problem. It's so, not necessarily what you want to see. It's what you right. need it to see. It, it's exactly. It's something that – it's a truth. Something gets, uh, you know, uh, unveiled, and, and so – it. Can you do want to take a crack at that time? He's got some. Go to. Do you want to take a crack at interpreting the vision quest? Because I've got one. 
Google, uh, yeah, let's hear what you uh, what your interpretation is. So my interpretation was that there was for Boone, uh, Shannon will always kind of be in this ever present kind of danger, and that no matter how much he tries to save her, although he might be successful for a time, the danger will always come back, and he will never be able to always save her. So he just needs to move the fuck on with his life. Yeah, that's a great interpretation. I think that's pretty much spot on. I mean, I would say that I, I would I would I would say that I would adopt yours and add a little bit of spice to the gumbo in that <laughs> his involvement with her is putting her in danger. Ooh, and it, it somehow like exacerbates the problem. Well, I mean, she knows that he will always be there to save her. So she there's no consequences right. for her. Right, exactly. So it enables her he enables her to go, you know, live this this kind of, you know, reckless, dangerous life, maybe. And, you know, he, they create this cycle where she's acting out and she's trying to get to rile him up. And he's doing this. They, and, and, and I think the vision quest was about the need for him to grow up, become a man and break that cycle, whatever that weird cycle between them was. Yep. He's in relationship. Relationships are all, you know, always based on some kind of pattern of behavior and some kind of cycle uh, between two people, like an intimate relationship like that. So that but that's like a weird one. High level sociopathic codependency. Yeah, so it's, like it, that's so it's complex. One. Like it's brother, sister, you know, best friend, lovers. That, you know, that's like some some cruel intentions level kind of, you know. So let me ask you this. We know we also find out in this episode that Shannon got screwed out of her inheritance. Um, so she's like Cinderella, man, with the wicked stepmom no, that took that away a dime either. That look, took look away her, her inheritance. Uh, okay, well, let me ask you one one more question, Keith, before we wrap this. What's the bigger reveal in this episode? That Shannon and Boone are uh banging uglies or that they are brother and sister like what was the what's the what's the bigger like i got you moment in this um probably that they were bumping uglies in my opinion didn't we already know they were brother and sister well yeah i mean i guess what i was trying to say is they weren't like blood got it I guess that's a stupid uh, question. I had assumed they were fucking the whole time, so I guess that's yeah. not really a big reveal for me. Well, it, um, it was it wasn't a shock to me when he said that's my stepsister. It was a shock to me when she said let's fuck. So. <laughs> and I still go back to thinking <laughs> well, that they've been doing this a more. long time, I think. Honestly, I think they've been doing this a long time. <laughs> You're drunk. Yeah, like I said, like he his willpower just melted with like a little bit of an ear nibble. Like that, I, I'm leaning in your camp that like he knew what he was in for. Like it, it, it was too quick. You don't just fuck your sister because she bites your ear. Uh, you know why? Well, why do you fuck your sister? Tell me that. <laughs> uh, blackmail? I don't know. Okay, I just want to know what the rules are. There's no fucking rules. <laughs> no, <there's- laughs> don't do it. That's the rules. Fucking <laughs> 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 do what you got to do to get by, I guess. I don't know. 
I just you look like you were like stating up like don't do it because of this. I just want to know what the do it in because general. It was. Don't fuck your sister. That's okay. just just don't. This is a general rule. I'd unless like to say right. I never have and never will. I'm, I'm unless you you know Egyptian nobility and you gotta keep the the god blood pure. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're a pharaoh you're trying to keep your <laughs> back to the hey. Asians again. Are you in the? Hey, you know what? I figured Egypt is in Africa. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we just went over this. I was joking. I was joking. And I want to add one other thing. If there's not a better way to find out if we have viewers, it's talk about shit that people will write you about. Yes. <laughs> oh, we, we covered a lot of topics. Yes. Uh, in that, category. I will. Uh, I'm sure Future's inbox will be full of letters. <laughs> uh, well, guys. It's my favorite part of the show. Someone died. It's the part where we say goodbye. To family boundaries? <laughs> Unfortunately, ours didn't stay dead. <laughs> Shannon, it was a good three minutes with you in the ground. And the knowledge of how happy Future was for those three minutes. When I thought your guts were spilled, I, I was so happy. But then it was just ripped away from us. And now you're alive again, ruining yeah. my damn segment. And if there's not another neat reason we need to hate Shannon, she killed my favorite segment of the podcast this week. By not dying. Yes. You know, I was really hoping for like. Wait, wait, what like, about like, the parents like, who died? Like Shannon and Boone's parents? Yeah. Well, Shannon's mom is, I didn't, I think she's still alive. Yeah, I think her dad's dead. Oh, yeah. So somebody died for that inheritance. Shannon's drama. dad, the only person mentioned who was, was dead. Was it also Boone? No, it was no, their stepbrother and sister. I, I, they didn't really, what is their dynamic? It seems to me like it's her. Shannon's dad married Boone's mom. And Boone's mom runs the empire. I think it's her it's empire. So but was it was it the mom's empire or was it the dad's empire that the mom inherited when he died? I'm assuming it was the the mom's empire. I thought it was the mom's empire, and Shannon got screwed because her dad didn't do anything to. No, because I know because uh, Boone states that that's his mom his mom's company but i guess he could, could just say stepmom now yeah. well it could be his mom's company now and what yeah that's true i guess oh hang on a second don't you have an encyclopedia wickedy wham let's look <laughs> it up in the lost encyclopedia Doot, 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 doot. Let's see what it says. I'm so right. excited. What, what, what's the Boone familial corporate structure? What chapter's that in? Let's look up Boone. <laughs> We're looking up Boone. Or Rutherford, or what the fuck's their name? Uh, Shannon, Shannon Rutherford. Rutherford, Boone Carlisle. Yeah, there you go. Oh, here's Those Boone. Okay, let's see what fucking we Fucking country club names if I ever heard them. Shannon Rutherford. I'm pretty sure I went to private school with one of them. All I'm going to say is uh, after Boone, then the very next entry is Bippo Bippo. 
which is the puppy that Jin gave the son. So I just want noted for the one day that we look up something that's not in here, that effing son and Jin's dog is in here. Is more important than Boone's family. Got it. Okay. Bippo Bippo, apparently. So here, let me just read this. Uh, Boone Carlisle. Um... It Dumb says skills, skills, lifeguard, tennis. Love it. That's great that they list tennis and lifeguarding as a skill. Okay. An earnest young man. Are those his only skills? <laughs> those are the only skills they give him. Uh, Useful on a de- de- you know deserted island. Yes. Uh, an earnest young man, Boone Carlisle, was the affluent son of a successful businesswoman. He experienced no great tragedies or challenges that helped guide him into manhood. (laughs) Uh, So he's a little bitch. That's that's a weird way of saying that. Either good or bad. Boone was content to do what people told him, whether it was control his controlling mother or his high maintenance stepsister. Uh, what was the very first sentence of that? An earnest like, young man, Bern, Boone Carlisle, was the affluent son of a successful businesswoman. An earnest young man? Is that the right... Oh, here, look at this. Here's a, here's another section. This is why we have this encyclopedia. It says, and I'm reading this for the first time. I just saw that. Uh, Boone was raised by his single mother, Sabrina Carlisle, the head of a successful clothing company. Because of work to brand Wait, clothing company? I thought it was a wedding company. It was a wedding apparel company. Ah, oh, we lost us. We did. Well, he can come back in. Uh, So Boone was raised by his mother, Sabrina Carlisle, the head of a successful clothing company. Because of work to brand, Sabrina hired nannies to watch Boone. At the age of six, he was watched over by a woman named Teresa, whom he liked to torture by calling... For her to come up and down the stairs all day long. On one occasion, she tripped on the stairs and broke her neck. I wonder if this comes back later on. I don't know. Um, even as a little boy, Boone felt responsible and adjusted his attitude to become more. So what you missed, Daz, when you when you left is that uh, Boone was raised by a single mother, Sabrina Carlisle, the head of a successful clothing company, um, and. At the age of six, he was watched over by a woman named Teresa, who he liked to torture by calling for her to come up and down the stairs all day long. On Ah, one occasion, she tripped on the stairs and broke her neck. What the fuck? What? I don't remember this being in the show, so... Uh, This this is despicable. Yeah, he's a sadistic little fuck, isn't he? Fuck him! He crippled that lady. Wait, just were we he, like, I don't remember seeing that in an episode. I don't remember that either. Is that going to come out in an episode? I don't know. I hope I didn't ruin it. Uh, when he was well, 10 years it, old, it, Boone's mother married Adam Rutherford, which suddenly gave the little boy a father figure and a stepsister, Shannon, two I years his junior. That might be coming out in another episode. So. Yeah, I hope I didn't spoil it. If not, uh, it's Boone and Shannon. Right, However, I'm, Boone I'm, could I'm see. despicable. Boone could see that his mother didn't like the little girl, so he stepped up as a protector. That is just irredeemable. I do know that they wrote... Well, he was like an eight-year-old child. Into a, he was left alone. To He was raised by wolves, man. Well, okay, he was that young when this happened? 
Yeah, because it was before his sister came around, and his sister came around when he was 10. So he couldn't have been. It's it's a dick move. Yeah, I don't remember that appearing in the episode. So I know that they wrote additional material for the uh, encyclopedia. It's not like he greased the fucking stairs and she <laughs> slipped and broke her neck. Like, she fell because she tripped because she was clumsy. Like, it could have happened to anyone at any time. He was a dick making her run up and down the stairs. Like, that's not cool. But he didn't push her. Okay. Still. Like, he's, he's not a monster. He's just, like, a shitty little kid. Yeah, I guess so. All he, right. He's really, well, really angry with him. And I'm like, he died because of this kid's brattiness. How is it that Fuchs is the one sticking up for Boone? That's what I want to know. I, 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 I'm not sticking up for, for Boone, the, 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 the person. I'm just saying, like, that <laughs> he didn't He murdered her. his housekeeper. <laughs> he didn't push her. She fell on her own. Hold on. The housekeeper that fell down the stairs. Well, she didn't die. She was just crippled, I thought. Well, I don't know. It just said she broke her neck. So I just. Oh, know. okay. Maybe she did die then. All right. Well, I just needed to kill someone so I could play my. my, my bumper, so. <laughs> All right. Well, is there any. We killed the thought of Shannon. <laughs> is there anything else from this episode? Did I miss anything? Are there any comments that we have? Uh. Yeah. Are we going to find out what's in the damn hatch? Soon. I would imagine uh, okay. one day. Quick comment. Quick comment. This was the first episode where they used the term hatch. Oh, and I love that yes. uh, they even in that they were insulting. Which she like what? Shannon was like, like what? Like a door? And he's like, yeah, that's what I mean by hatch. That's no, what it, a it hatch is. Yeah, that's what a hatch is. But again, that wasn't Shannon. He didn't tell her she didn't exist. So that's I know, true. but even his idea of Shannon was that she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> a hatch with no doors, no openings, no seams or anything. I mean, very mysterious. The hat, the, you know, the plot wasn't really moved forward in this episode. This is a character episode, you know, purely focused on, you know, Boone, I guess. But the that the hatch got developed a little bit, and we got to know, we got to learn that it was that they're referring to it to it now as a hatch, and that there's no there's no apparent way to get in. I don't think did you mention got that information before? And it's and yeah, you- tough to break, I guess. Did you mention at the end when um, Locke confirms that Boone has uh, basically made strides towards letting go of Shannon? And so that's why now they're going to go look at the the hatch. That's cool, too. Yeah. I mean, the hatch, you know, in a sense, is its own kind of like, I don't know, mythical. It's like the MacGuffin of all MacGuffins on the show so far. And it's it's this kind of like ritual space or this, this place where they're going to find meaning. So it's kind of like this, um, it's like the Stonehenge of, of, of the island or something. Uh, real quick, I want to say, too, one thing I felt like, one thing I right. felt like John was doing to uh, Boone was when he saw that he was attached to Shannon. He was like, you're, you're never going to be to the point where I am where you're able to. Um, it was a very unhealthy attachment. Yeah, exactly. But still, he, or uh, John has no attachment to anybody, right? So he's more he can go do stuff without feeling like he has to uh, um, have other people entangled in his. Well, Helen, he's right? attached to Helen. So Helen the hooker. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> on the island, on on the island. Well, so I would. Uh, he's so he wanted he, Boone to get to that same state. 
he's a coalition builder. Right now, John Locke's building allies. Do you think that John knew that uh, he would essentially kill Shannon? What's that? Do you no. think that John knew that, uh, that he would essentially kill Shannon? No, no, he didn't know. It is That's why he asked yeah, him, yeah. what did you see? What did you see? He yeah. wanted to know what, what I guess, Boone was getting not only from this, this, this trip, but what was the island going to say? I don't know. I think he knew. I think that was the he, – he knew. No, I, In order to get Boone to be his right-hand man, he had to give up Shannon, and I think that maybe, was the Maybe point. he had a hypothesis, but he so, couldn't be sure. Giving up Shannon, yes. Killing Shannon, not necessarily. Well, I think that's right. – he knew that that's what was Like he was maybe hoping that she would get eaten by a monster in a stream or something. Who knows? It's, it's an interesting question about John Locke's – Motives. I, I'm also wondering if you all can relate to this kind of experience of having this uh, maybe a time in your life where you realized that you had to let someone go in order to grow, grow or move on. You know, oh, bro, I'm the king of king of fucking walking away. I'm the king of being let go so other people can thrive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is when you've it's been a, a win win is a win win, I guess. Yeah. When you've been a burden your entire life, you're like, yeah, it's easy to let people go. Like, it's fine. Like, they're better off without me. It's good. Especially because no, but that's think- different than having to let go of someone who was really important to you, but you had to let this person go because you, for some reason, you knew that you had to, to let, let, that oh, no, man. I, I, I've been both sides of that coin. Sometimes I'm the, uh, the rock. Sometimes I'm the one getting dragged down. I'll tell you what, future, this podcast needs you. We don't, we, we do not need you. You are too important for us to let you go. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully I'm not dragged to the bottom of a lake by a rock. So. <laughs> no, but you may get fucked by your stepsister. I don't have one of those. Uh, so you'll have to find one. You'll have okay. to find one. Yeah. We'll find one. All right. <laughs> Okay. okay. All right. Well, that's, I believe that's the show today, man. Next like, week. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> well, you I'm know what? Go. It's it's funny how sometimes we talked about before the show even recorded, I, I had mentioned a future how I wanted to know your, now that you're watching this, if if you like the show anymore. And, and I said, ah, yeah, yeah, we could save that for an episode where we look up and we've got like 15 more minutes to fill. Dude, we're over, over an hour and a half on this one episode. And, uh, I think it's, I think that our hatred of Shannon makes these two characters that much more important. Cause if, (laughs) if Shannon really died in this episode, who would we hate? We don't uh, have someone new to hate. Son, Jin, viscerally. Probably Shannon is it's it's a visceral hatred. Like it, it just the again like look man, I went to private school. I knew psychotic, manipulative bitches like that and I fucking hated them in real life and seeing that vision of them just I dude, it's just this guttural like I don't want anything to do with you. I know what you're about and it's terrible. Nice. Uh, one last thing I have, uh, and and Keith, I'm, I, I hope I'm not trying to spoil anything, but the scene with Jack and Locke looking out at the ocean um, really echoed a very important scene from like the last season 
with two people staring out at the uh, the ocean. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I did about? remember that. Yeah. Like that scene right there totally echoed that for me. So, um, well, and I felt like that was done as a bookend, right? First season, last season bookend. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. So I can't wait. Like I'm so excited. I, I I can't wait for Keith to know what we're talking about. Like <laughs> how exciting that is. Like down the line and, and how confused we all were. It's like, I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey with you, Keith. I really am. And I, I like that we are, um, how slow we're taking it. So you will get, you won't get the pure torture of when we were watching this live every week. And we would sometimes have to wait two, three years before we got an answer on stuff. Um, but at the same time, we're not binge watching this. We're not even watching three, four episodes a week, which a lot of times when you binge watch a show, you watch three, four episodes a night. Um, we're taking it one week at a time. I like for me, and I think you guys are all doing the same thing. I like that we're watching this right before we go on. So it's more of an immediate thing. I like that. So and we're also not watching it with commercials. You guys had to wait like five to six minutes, even bef- between. <laughs> well, scenes. I had a DVR back then I had a TiVo, so I didn't watch a lot of commercials back then. But, uh, yeah, I like the one episode format as well. We can really dive into each one and we clearly have not had trouble filling the, the time. We're over an hour, 35 minutes on this. I don't know how much we'll have so, to edit out, but uh, clearly we can, we can gab just amongst ourselves to, to fill the void if we need to. So, you know, I, I, I don't feel like we have to cram two or three episodes into each, you know, uh, session. Oh, funny thing. My wife asked me today, she's like, are you, are y'all even releasing this podcast or are y'all just doing it for fun? I was like, I, theoretically, I think we're supposed to release it, but I don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> well, you guys out I there mean, listening, you know, it's, it's released. It's released. If you're, yeah, if you can hear it, it's released. <laughs> or if no one is listening to it, is it really making a sound? <laughs> is it really released? If no one it's plays really it, does it? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, well, I'm well, listening to it. Well, if you're listening to it, real quick, go to uh, um, W H T G B. What the fuck are you trying podcast. to do? <laughs> What a terrible plug! What what oh, I don't the, even the know website? What, what my instructions were. W H T G B podcast on Twitter. T G B? No, no, that's the website. That's the website. No, no, we have a Twitter account. W H T G B podcast. You set that up? Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. You got to tell people like at. It is at on Twitter. You didn't specify that. Yeah, I said on Twitter, and then I couldn't figure out what it was called, so. Awesome. We I have a Twitter. Crucified. I got crucified by uh, by future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We will well, see you next bad. week. Hopefully people uh, die next sorry. week and we get to do the little bumper. Um, yep. See you guys next week. Love y'all. It was a lot of fun. See ya. If, if, we're, anything, if we're anything, we're nothing but... <laughs> <laughs>